again, the, the songs are a good antidote for dealing with the, the problem of anxiety. We have the tendency to remember and to forget so quickly what the world is like that we live in. We know that there are the seasons, and yet they can rapidly change and uh, don't always respond the way that you think they're going to respond. Maybe 70 one day and 32 the next day and then 55 and whatever else goes on. That's not what we would want in our consistency. We find that true in our lives, and we tend to forget that as well. It does not matter the age that we are, from the youngest one all the way up through the oldest, older, older ones, of uh, things that we thought were going to take place, but maybe not did, that did not take place, things that we had unexpectedly come our way, the ups and the downs that are a part of the physical life in which we live, they're always there. Sometimes we get the impression that when we become Christians, when we look at the tremendous promises that God has promised to us as his children, then somehow we get a false impression that life is really going to be a bed of roses. It's going to be, everything's going to go well, everything's going to work out. There's not going to be any anxieties along the way, any ups and downs, and then we find out that's really not what takes place. And then we have to go back, or need to go back, and find out the source that we need to see us through the reality of life here, with that anticipation of what lies beyond. We're reminded every day in, in the news, we're reminded almost daily in the lives of those that we have association with that the uncertainty of the shortness that life can bring to us. I mentioned at times I knew an individual that had lived his whole life planning for retirement, looking forward to it, to do what he wanted to do, what his first love really was, went in for his exit uh, in, uh, physical at the plant, found out he had terminal cancer, and he lived for about six months, and he was gone. And we think, oh, what a shame. But as a child of God, was it? You know, if he gained his re eternal reward, that wasn't a shame. But it's that reminder that we anticipate, and then we find that our anticipation is not always what we had expected, and we get to work with it. Paul, as he's writing to the Philippians, that tremendous little book, it's one, again, oftentimes we say that this is a letter that the Philippians should have been writing to Paul rather than Paul writing to the Philippians. You look at the things that Paul has gone through for the cause of Christ, the ups and the downs, the persecutions, the, all the things that he, he describes, uh, being beaten, being shipwrecked, being without clothes, and being naked and hungry, and, and all of that. And yet he writes that tremendous little book of the Philippians trying to encourage them. And particularly this is true in the fourth chapter, and starting in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, 
Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, and if anything worthy, anything is praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Be anxious for nothing. The concept that is hard to really consistently practice within our life. Because we still are human and we still tend to look with the physical eye and we tend to see what we would not prefer to see. The world has done that down through the years and we just think it's getting worse and worse. And then you get reminded, if you look at history books, if you read some history, things were not always a bed of roses at any particular generation. They all had their ups and the downs and problems that they faced. And that hasn't changed. What also hasn't changed is God and his care and his concern for us. Look at what we have in Christ Jesus. Defining that word anxiety that we're to avoid. It comes from a word that also means to be pulled in different directions. And that's what anxiety is. Being pulled in opposite directions. You know where you ought to be, yet you see some things over here. There are things over here you know you ought not to pursue, but God's over here pulling you in another direction. And we have this problem, if you will. And we see things as they seem to be unfolding. And we do again get wrapped up in this world. We live in a time frame. That's a given. We have a beginning of days. We have an end of days. We do not know what that time frame is, but we do know if we have a beginning of life, there's going to be an end of life. And we understand that. And so we try to work things within this time frame. As we work with one another, as we work with each other here, we're working with a time frame. What we perceive, what we want to do, what we want to see. And oftentimes we may be discouraged because we're not moving as fast as we think we ought to be. And we can become anxious as we see the life around us and things as they are from the physical eye. And we need to, again, be reminded. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let those requests be made known to God. When you're being pulled in two directions, it really does not work. 
you do not gain anything because you're going one way, then you're going the other way, you're going back and forth, you're going laterally instead of going vertically or moving forward. We get caught up in that problem along the way. The word also in anxious has the meaning of to strangle. That's what anxiety really does for us. It just strangles us. It can take the life out of you. As you sit there and you contemplate what is going on, what may be going on, we can take our life, again, wherever we're at. And we take the time to recall time frames and recall situations and incidents along the life. And we can work with that and see how that works out. Sometimes when you have children and they're small children, they develop colic. And sometimes when your work is on Sunday and you have a child who has colic Saturday night, makes for an interesting day, Sunday morning. Well, guess what? Those days are gone. And with a child, I'd love to have some of those days back. But those days are gone. Other things have come and other things have gone. It's been that way all the way through life. Again, from a small child all the way up through the the older ones down here. Uh, Some days you have good days and some days you don't. Sometimes you wonder, why am I still here? What's the purpose? But it's learning to understand that we need to be in that glory land way and to find that peace, perfect peace that comes from trusting God to do what we cannot see. Trusting God to work problems that we have not seen an answer to. Trusting God to have an answer that we may not ever see in this life but to to move on in doing his will and and to believe again that he cares, he knows, and he works things out in accordance with his will along the way. From a spiritual perspective, anxiety comes from wrong thinking. And it comes from wrong feelings about circumstances, about people, and about, about things. And this type of anxiety is one of the greatest thieves, thefts of joy. It steals the joy that we have. We need to understand what a joy we have at being children of the living God. And what a joy we have in being in his kingdom. And the joy that we have in understanding. He loves us to a depth that we have not even begun to comprehend. He has a purpose for us here. And he has a purpose for us in eternity. That we have no full concept of. We all at whatever again, whatever stage we are as we go through life. We serve where we're at. And then we never see the full totality of that. Sometimes we catch a glimpse of it later on as our lives cross back and forth. You know, it's always interesting sometimes you get a request, sometimes people get requests on Facebook. You said, browsing through there, came across your picture or whatever else, and it brought back some fond memories of years gone by. 
fond memories of years gone by when there wasn't Facebook, you know. And those, those connections sometimes have disappeared and then they can get reacquainted again, reignited. It's something that we, again, need to realize. We, God's kingdom is a lot broader lengthwise than what we perceive. It's hard for us to go back and think for the kingdom being established in the first century. It's hard for us to think of all the lives that were lived and all the things that were done, all the trials and tribulations that they've gone through. You read of the life of Paul in 2 Corinthians 11 and 12 and see the things that he went through, all that he endured for the cause of Christ. But you think about, but where is he now? Did all of that that he went through diminish what he has now? They're all temporary. They all fade away. And they do in our lives. They're all temporary, wherever it is. You think about things gone by that you have fretted about. You think about things you've lost sleep over. Things that just have torn you up. Where are they now? Sometimes we're still dealing with the result of that, of are not willing to let go. And to trust God that he is working his will out. And that he's preparing us for something that is far greater. If this was paradise on earth, would we long for paradise in heaven? But it, it isn't. And it's something that we need to be striving for. How do you deal with the anxiety? You do it with prayer. You do it with the right kind of praying. Pray about everything. Sometimes we pray about the serious matters in our life as we view them. We pray about troubles or wanting to know how things are going to work out. And oftentimes we do not see prayer as that avenue of simply communication with God above. And that we can share with him. Here's how I'm feeling. Here's what I'm going through. Take everything to God in prayer. That's Paul's admonition to us. Again, we're prone to pray about the big things and forget about those little things. But what do they say about the little things if you don't deal with them? They become the big things. <laughs> they sit there and fester on. I talk about sometimes if you get a, a, a splinter in your finger or something like that and you don't deal with it. Given a period of time, what? You're going to deal with it. It's going to fester. And we need to have that concept of petitioning God and of trusting that His will is being worked out. Talk to Him about it. The anger, the setbacks, the disappointments, the heartaches. Spend that time communicating with him. 
And then let him communicate with you through his word. Take time to read what he has to say. Leave it with the Lord. Pray about it. And then leave it with the Lord. Used to be a, a time when there was a lot of little magnetic sayings that people had on the refrigerator. Some may still have some of those up there. Remember one that was said, Lord, help me remember today that there's nothing that you there's nothing I'm going to deal with that you and I cannot handle. Whatever I face today, let me know that it can be handled with God. It's amazing how God works. It's amazing how, mentioned that, that sometimes, you know, a lot of times when we're praying, we see a lot of coincidence taking place in our lives, how things just begin to fall into place. And we do not take the time to pray, and those coincidences seem to go away. God has a way of working. And as his child, one does understand the depths of his love. And again, I've mentioned small children have no concept of what it means to be a mother and a father, a parent, a husband and a wife, and to provide for their children. The children just know they have a home, they have food, they have clothing. They don't understand what's involved in that being done. They have some concept, dad goes to work, whatever it may be, but they really don't understand all that goes along with it and all that parents may be concerned about. We face trouble sometimes and we've gone through some trials in our country and families were put on edge and trying to figure out how we're going to handle this. Being laid off, not of their own free will, but being laid off and not having income coming in. Whatever else is involved in having to go through all that they had and wondering if they were going to make it. A child doesn't understand any of that. Perfectly, a child understands they have a mother and a father that love them and provide for them. Do we not see that in a relationship with God? We're His children. I do not have a concept of how he provides, of how he cares for, and how he watches over, and how he loves his children. I just know he does. And then he gives that promise of that eternal home with him. There's no way for us to even begin to try to work that one out. And everything by prayer and supplication. Petitioning God, first of all, supplication is telling what our situation is. Sometimes we don't want to do that. But God already knows what the situation is. But sometimes it helps us to vocalize it. Let's express it to God, what, what we're going through, what we're facing. And then be willing to trust him along the way. Because also along with that is prayer was what? Thanksgiving. 
Of all people, we ought to be grateful people. Thanksgiving ought to be a, a characteristic of our life. One is because we can, particularly those who became, became Christians later on in life, we're grateful because we know what we came out of. We're grateful for knowing what we, what could have been an end result of our lives. And even those that may have grown up, as we say, in the church, grew up with Christian parents. Grateful to know what you didn't have to face and what wasn't there. Grateful for that grace of God that's been shown upon abroad on us in that variety of different ways. We live in a world that, again, reminds us, without a doubt, how uncertain this life is. We're reminded without a doubt it happens all the time. You read it on the news and, and whatever else it is. Those who almost have lost their lives. And then because of the circumstance or because it was a coincidence that someone was there to help them at that particular time, their life was spared. What do you see when you hear that? What do you see afterwards? You see a person whose life was spared expressing gratitude. There are those who periodically, some did on, on Valentine's Day and others, periodically go back to the hospital that saved their life to take them the gifts to re express their gratitude along the way. How much more so should we as Christians have gratitude in our life and that thanksgiving and the willingness to share that with those that we may come indeed come in contact with it helps to fortify us and to guard our hearts and our minds we need that it's so easy to get caught up you see it in the world around us. How many people allow the situation to control them? How many people have lost their lives on the highway due to road rage simply because somebody cut them off? They took out a gun and killed and shot and killed somebody. For no other purpose than they just simply got cut off. How much we need to have that attitude of gratitude that God is there. And again, I have no idea what the future holds. That's the saying go, but I know who holds the future. So it doesn't matter what the future holds, I know who is holding the future. And that expression that Paul gives there in, in Philippians 4, verse 7, that peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There's a peace that God gives that you cannot understand. 
It's a peace that gives you comfort in the life that you live. Because it says that you are going to stumble and you can fall, as small children do. Going to do things we ought not to do. But to know that we've not lost the love of the parent is a tremendous blessing. And we have this peace of God that guards our hearts and our minds. Keep the mind where it needs to be. I'm a child of the King. I have a mansion in heaven. I have a Savior who's coming to receive me to him, himself one day. And I know he works in my life. He works in mysterious ways as one does two perform, and I don't understand those, but I know he does. That gives a peace. The waves ripple, ripple on the top. Sometimes they get huge. And sometimes they're like Peter, walking on the sea. The wind and the wave was already there when Peter got out of that boat. The winds and the wave were there when he was walking on the water. But when he took his eyes off of Jesus and he heard the wind and saw the waves, he began to sink. And what did the Lord tell him? Why did you doubt? I don't know. I say, I mean, he got out of the boat. The others didn't. But why did you doubt? You have seen the hand of God. For us, we have read the works and the hand and the love of God. We know the depths of his love for us. Why? Why do we doubt that our God is able to save to the uttermost those who trust in him? Take it to the Lord in prayer. But as you do, trust that the Lord is there and that he hears and that he is answering those prayers in accordance with his will. A Christian ought not to have the anxiety. Be anxious for nothing. Satan says, oh, you need to rethink that. I mean, you really don't understand what's coming down the pike and you need to be a little bit concerned about what's going to happen and we forget I forget which one of the presidents it was but they was asked the question what do you do with all the problems you see coming your way as president and his response was I don't worry about it but ten problems are coming my way by the time they get here, nine of them are already gone. And the tenth one isn't of the strength that it was when it, when it first started out. Why are you going to worry about what's not happening? God works. God protects. 
may not protect in the way that we would like. We get illnesses. We have death in the families. We have problems in the families. But God has never abandoned us. He's still there. He has a way of working it out. Oftentimes I'm reminded and remind others as well. A lot of things that you go through are not just for you. A lot of times, a lot of times what you go through and how you handle what you go through is to help somebody else. We find that out, do we not? One of us mentioned we're going to have surgery. It's always amazing how many people have that have something similar to that. You got some problems, you find out how many people have those problems. But we don't like to share that, do we? We've got our standard answer. How are you doing today? I'm fine. And we don't always share. But we struggle. We're we're family. And family need to know one another. Sometimes it's hard to do that sharing. Sometimes we walk around and you've been through some of those trials and tribulations in physical life, you see some of those people have gone through the same thing. I think I know what you're, what you're going through. May not understand all the emotions involved in that. But we care for each other. We are to pray for one another. And everything with prayer and thanksgiving, with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And that God of peace will give you understanding. He'll help you through this life. We need to have that trust in God, that willingness to do His will. Like a river. Well, that's what we're sung, isn't it? What a fellowship. When I write down the songs, I get to leave that space for the invitation song. <laughs> then I have to circle it, make sure I got it down. What a fellowship. Have you ever thought about what a fellowship we have in God? Fellowship with one another. I guess the question would be, how deep, how deep does that fellowship run with one another? God in his love and his mercy, his patience and understanding works with us. Let us work with him. And let us work with each other. So that through it all, God can be glorified. Where is your life this evening? Are you missing out on the fellowship? It's there. You need to renew that life. If you need to have prayers of brothers and sisters in Christ, that we can assist you in any way. Indeed, we encourage you. So let that be made known by coming to the front as together we stand and sing.